0: Welcome to your Breakthrough Blueprint. I'm your host, Becky Oste, a trauma-informed marriage coach. After a decade of failed efforts, I transformed my marriage, parenting, business, and health in just six months. by learning how to repair my nervous system and move trauma out of my body. And now I'm here to help you do the same thing. Get ready to hear inspirational stories and walk away with tangible guidance on how to design your blueprint to your breakthrough
1: life. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. This is the first time ever I've got two guests on the podcast at one time. If you could see them, they're cheering and pumping their fists right now. I'm so (laughs) excited to have Jeremy and Svetlana Newsome on the podcast today. Welcome, guys. How are you both?
2: So good. Thank you so much for having us on your podcast. It's so good to
3: be here with you. Yeah, we're excited.
2: Well, I'm
1: excited to dive into just abundance in money and marriage. Two things that, you know, I know Jeremy a little better. This is the first time I'm getting to meet you, Svetlana. Um, But I know these are two areas that you've unlocked some keys in. And so I can't wait for today's conversation. And I thought it'd be fun if you guys would if you feel comfortable introducing each other, kind of brag on each other a little bit. Um, Spat, could you tell us who <laughs> is Jeremy and what is he all about and then vice versa?
2: Oh my goodness. That is uh, the best thing ever. Um, Jeremy Alexander Newsom, my most incredible husband, and he is the greatest man on earth, a man of integrity, And a deep devotion to his family and the people that he works with and people that he serves. One of his brilliances is the stock market. He's truly brilliant in it, seeing the charts and the patterns and creating wealth through the stock market. But also he is very entrepreneurial, uh, has many different businesses. He loves money. Money loves him. Money always finds him in some shape or form. And he actually has the most healed relationship with money that I know. I love that so much. Jeremy, (laughs) please try to top that.
3: (laughs) This is my perfect wife. She is the greatest healer on planet Earth. Uh, my, My whole goal is to have everyone experience her divinity and her healing. So everything that I do, I try to send people to her eventually because she's the one that can actually fix everyone's problems if they have them or if they want to be fixed. And she has an incredible intuition. She's a phenomenal mother. She's a perfect wife. She's also entrepreneurial. She also knows a lot about the stock market. She also knows a lot about real estate. She knows a lot about life insurance. She knows uh, a very, very deep understanding of money and of finances. And she's very intuitive and just an incredible, remarkable soul. And we will be, uh, we're two and a half years married right now.
1: Oh, two and a half. Yeah. How did you, <laughs> how did you guys meet each other? What was like first impressions?
3: Well, our very first time meeting was actually 12 years ago. Well, 11 years ago, November 4th, 2012 in Orlando at a UPW, which is called Unleash the Power Within Tony Robbins Conference. So that's when we first met. And then we just kind of went our separate ways. I was a fake, you know, she's out on my league. So I didn't even try. And she was just going through a big thing. I was just going through a big thing. It just wasn't the right time, but we were just friends and we stayed friends for a long time. And then we are a COVID relationship. So we reconnected during COVID when everything shut down. Um, I was flying into Vegas. She stays in Vegas, She or she lives in Vegas, lived in Vegas and just ended up staying at her house. Uh, with everything locked down. We just had hours and hours and hours of conversation for numerous days in a row. And we mm-hmm. just kind of found out that we were both single and we were both created for each other. And ended up finding out much more about each other and it was just a perfect uh it was a perfect ending to an amazing search that we had both been on for a while
1: i love that so much and you've got two little kids now or
3: yeah how yeah. old are they uh gabriel's 13 and jason is almost two so mm. 13 and
1: two. i love that so much i've heard somebody yeah. call covid the great accelerator of relationships it's like There was a lot of relationships that got rattled and a lot that got strengthened through COVID. And mine was both. (laughs) Ours got really, really Mm. rattled and almost dismantled. And then it was also, um, we were separated for a while. My husband was living with my my mother-in-law and then he came over one night and he slept over because I was gonna be out late with girlfriends. And I was like, if you wanna just stay on the couch downstairs, that's fine. I'm gonna be back late. And he woke up and had COVID. And so I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. So I guess we're gonna be in the house together for like 15 days straight for this quarantine. And it was during that time that we had some of the most healing conversations conversations um and breakthroughs for you know what turned into our journey of coming back together and now getting to get this word out to other women but so yeah covid (laughs) great accelerator whatever was (laughs) there So Svetlana, I've only heard people rave about you. First, it was Kelly Brock that I heard your name and then it was Jeremy and then Steph Hall and Justin Buonamo. So I've heard so much good about you. And I know, you know, because I've looked at your page and your work and I know you've got certifications in like Reiki and energy healing and color and sound healing, which I don't even know what that is. I want to get into it. You have so many passions, it sounds like, and, you know, different areas of training. And I was going to ask you, just out of everything that you are equipped with, what would you say you use the most or find the most effective in the work that you do?
2: It is actually only one thing, and it's only one purpose. And all the certification and everything else that I have, all the degrees uh, to support this one purpose, and it is helping people to tune into the divine and to experience it for themselves. And so when I got on this path of spirituality and healing and learning everything I could, I get my hands on about energy, life after death, what happens. And so I was really fascinated and I had to know, I had to heal. And as I realized that I was a healer, that it was my purpose, that everything inside of my soul and in my essence, in every cell of my body really got activated as I stepped into that. I knew that I wanted to have all the tools that I ever would need, that when a person is in front of me, I can help them, I can heal them. And therefore, throughout the years, I've embraced on so many different modalities and I chose to study that craft truly and deeply because it means to me more than anything else so all of that other certifications and i kind of you know laugh about about some some of that it's just really a part of the same journey of becoming the most incredible healer that I can be so that when there is a person in front of me, I can truly help them.
1: Wow. So when you say your purpose is connecting people back to to the divine, like unpack what that means, because I'm sure some people are listening. They're like, what does that mean? Just creator, God, what's she talking
2: about? Um, yeah, wh- what does that mean to you? It means whatever it means for, to them. And whether it is a creator or God or universe or essence or space, and it is really that magnificence, a magnificent energy that is all around us and that is within us. And as we continue our paths, we usually come... Um, maybe from a certain background, or a certain religious background. And as we awaken, we start realizing that we want to have that relationship for ourselves, that we want not just to know of God, but know that divinity for ourselves. We want to experience miracles for ourselves because it doesn't matter how many miracles Svetlana had, it's once you have your own is that when you become unshakable in your own faith. Hmm. And my desire and my goal is to really help people to Reconnect to that energy for themselves and have that intimate relationships that can guide their life in the most beautiful and most incredible ways. That's, I mean,
1: just even being in your energy right now. And I don't know if it's the accent or how beautiful you are or what, but I'm just (laughs) like, whatever she's given me, like, I want more of it. Where are you from, by the way?
2: From Kazakhstan, originally.
1: Uh, Kazakhstan. Awesome. I had a friend, Brasia, from Kazakhstan. She was, yeah. Yeah, the
3: ninth Um, largest country in the world. Random fact.
1: Ninth? Uh, Ah, Yeah. Largest from like a
3: man, like a land size. Uh Yeah,
1: I would not have guessed that at all. That's hilarious. So would you say, you know, with so much, I mean, healing even is a hot topic right now. I feel like the word trauma is in our vocabulary in this generation, even on a level that it wasn't, you know, a generation ago and people are actively seeking healing and it's normalized. You know, it's not taboo if you go to a therapist or seek help. What would you say is the reason that, you know, there is so much pain right now? Is it a disconnection from the divine or what would you say is the source of our pain?
2: I think it's a very unique time that actually we have time and space to focus on our pain. I don't think our mothers or our grandmothers had that luxury. Mm-hmm. Like they had to survive. People had to work and survive and feed themselves. Right? The, the human needs of survival weren't met. And now we actually have a luxury to lean into our souls and actually um, maybe eliminate some of the generational pain that were coming from you know one generation to another generation, and we are the ones that have finances that have resources that have. Instagram or YouTube to listen to people, to read the books. we have time, we have space and we are a very very, very blessed generation that we can actually focus on a personal healing. It just wasn't as available before and it's not as available in other countries as well. So we are in a lot of uh, grace. To actually even have an opportunity to say, what is my soul? Who am I? What do I want? And what do I need to heal, to release, to eliminate, to become even brighter light than I am right now? That is a luxury in its own.
1: It's very clear to me, like you've put in the work and I, from the times I've interacted with Jeremy too, I know he has too. And so it's no wonder that you guys have such a rich connection with each other, you know, because you guys have both dug deep roots and there's been so much healing individually. And so I'd love to, yeah, talk a little bit more about relationships and then if we could get to money by the end of the conversation today, but with your relationships, you know, relationship with each other, um, why would you say are, I mean, just thinking of even the divorce rate, right. In the Western world, it's like close to 50%. There's so much hope for solid relationships. Like all of us go into you know, a dating relationship or a marriage thinking like, I want this to be wonderful. I want it to be abundant. And then half of us end up, you know, dissolving, crumbling, not being able to repair Why do you think the divorce rate is so high in our Western world even?
3: My opinion on this, and what I heard you say earlier when you're talking about you and your husband, you mentioned that you guys sat down and had very healing conversations. And what happens is we oftentimes become comfortable and we will stop those communications and we'll stop those discussions. The people that have been married that I've talked to or asked questions or interviewed, let's say they've been married 30, 40, 50 years and they have great relationships. It's because they communicate a lot, often. So me and Svet will have conversations where we sit down, and she'll just, "Hey, dude, you're being an asshole," and here's mm-hmm. 400 reasons why. <laughs> right? Can you stop, or let's? Can we discuss why you're feeling this way, why you're acting out, and then I can, and then I have the ability to do the exact same thing. She doesn't approach it from a sense that the woman's always right and the man's always wrong. She approaches it from, "Hey, this is a balance. This is a harmony. This is a unit. This is a team. This is us together." There's been times where she's not perfect. There's been times where I'm not perfect. And we have to have those communications. And so that's the truth is the truth is just like how often are you communicating? Because what's amazing is just a moment ago, you talked about like, like, Hey, hopefully get to money. The reason I took the microphone is because money is also a relationship energy. Mm -hmm. And when you have these conversations, I know it sounds weird, but to money, like it's a person. When you think about money, like it's a person, let's take our, an example with your mother, our mother, we both have a mom and we talk to her a lot, <laughs> <laughs> but if we didn't, we probably wouldn't have the greatest relationship. If we, had, if we had a lot of resentment, if we had a lot of annoyance, if we had a lot of every time she picks up the phone, I'm stressed out, right? Every time you log into your bank account, are you stressed out? Every time you think about money, do you get worried? Do you get anxious? Do you feel like you don't have enough? These are all mindset shifts that can be changed with not only our beliefs, but most specifically our words. And when we choose to have better words and we choose to have better words with our lover more frequently, then things begin to change. And here's a great example, Becky. A lot of couples will say they're best friends. Like, oh, this is my best friend. We're best friends. We're hanging out. We love hanging out together. We're really good friends she's not my friend. She's not my best friend either. She's my lover. She's my wife. She's my queen. It's a very, very different type of energy. If she's my best friend, then we're going to do all kinds of best friend things together, which is awesome, but I don't make out my best friend. <laughs> we, we go on 35 mile runs and do saunas and do ice baths and you know stupid, stupid physical stuff. That's my best friend. That's the friend energy. So when I'm with her, I want to be supported. I want to be held. I want to be nurtured. I want to be taken care of. I want to be loved in a soft, flowy, feminine way. That's my deepest desire for a woman. And that's what she gives me. And the same thing for her back. She has amazing, amazing friends. And I'm not that person, right? She's, yes, we're friendly. Yes, we're going to hang out. Yes, we love spending time with each other. But we're going to have people that are are differently important to each other than just ourselves. And we can go outside of our relationships to have these moments and these connections and these experiences. And when we need to have our Communications, our conversations, our depth, it's at a whole new, more refreshing level. And then we can, it it allows us to go deeper with ourselves, in my opinion.
2: I so agree with that. And I also feel like, We've been programmed for a little while that our partner got to be our therapist, our money manager, our biggest cheerleader, our sports agent, our best friend, and like 50 different roles that our partner got to care for us to be happy. And it's freaking heavy. It's a lot. Now we got to have our own therapist and now we got to have our own coach and now we got to have our own healer so that we can be whole and filled up and we can come and share that wholeness with our partner. And not consistently seek our partner to fill us up, because when we are only coming to our partners to be filled up again and again and again, the passion is gone, the desire is gone. Uh, now it's just a relationship of survival rather than relationship of sharing uh, the beautiful memories and moments together. And no wonder why you, would you would you want to be married to someone like that, especially when they cannot be healing you or they actually go in under in their own wrap rabbit hole, and now they withdrawn a little bit and now you're all hurt and upset that they're not giving you what you, you you thought they're supposed to and yes it's important to have you know for us women to have best friends who we can chat with who we can decide with who I can come and say listen talk to me the way I would speak to myself when I'm in my higher self I'm struggling right now like I'm not seeing for myself can you speak light into me at this moment we need to have friendships like that And he needs to have his best friend with whom he goes and does 50 mile bike rides and ice baths. Because if he would only rely on me for that, I
3: (laughs) please don't. It wouldn't happen. (laughs) 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 Because
1: also, are you a type seven, Jeremy, if I remember right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So for those listening, the Enneagram type seven is the fun, the adventurous, the like, yeah, let's do body sports and, you know, test the limits. Svetlana, are you into the Enneagram?
2: Yes, I believe I'm three. I'm perfectionist.
1: Oh, that's a one. Okay. Then I, yep. That's me. That's the mm-hmm. same one. Yeah. I, I knew we vibed. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love that you speak to the power of words and the energy behind words. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately. One, because ke- communication is the number one thing that my clients and most people in my podcast community and Instagram community will say, this is what we're struggling with the most is communication. And I think where so many of us go wrong is we get stuck on, you know, the right words to say and kind of this surface level, like how are we going to construct the sentence that comes out of our mouth when so much of communication really is the work that you're into, the energy work, the the below-the-surface work. and. You know, majority of our communication is our body language, it's our facial expression, you know, it's all of this stuff going on subconsciously, not just the words coming out of our mouth, but the energy behind them. And so I love that that was the answer. And I also think I've been thinking about labels a lot lately. And the women that I work with uh, a lot have come from this world of labeling themselves as codependent or like an addict, you know, for their husband, this kind of dynamic of codependency and addiction or a cheater, right, if there's been infidelity. And I've been thinking about this exact, you know, idea of like there's so much power and energy behind the words that we say. And they can be so limiting. So if your ultimate goal is like, I do want an abundant relationship, I do want a healed relationship. If I'm continuing to call myself codependent, that's keeping myself limited. Like, wait, I can be so much more beyond that. Like, what if I chose a different word? And so I'm curious just your thoughts on that, even with labels. That's your brilliance. (laughs)
3: labels are powerful because labels create your identity and your identity will create your beliefs and your belief creates everything. What you believe will absolutely come true. That's universal law. And speaking about universal, when you're talking about the words you use, the labels you use, how you define yourself, how you define your partners, how you define their roles and their characteristics and how special they are to you. And as you speak those things out loud, you're going to be creating your universe. That's why the word is universe, right? You universe verse your universe is the verses that you speak out loud that's what creates your reality that's what creates everything around you and when I realized that it did create massive shifts because you're absolutely right uh, I've had a previous relationship where I was married and so did she and though they, they both ended for a particular reason and so if you view them as a gift if you view that as that happened for me rather than that happened to me that's a massive shift and as you start labeling yourself and creating identities just ask yourself why? Now, it might be true. You might have been a cheater. You might have ended a relationship through infidelity. I did. It happened to me. I did it. But I decided why. Was that a subconscious reason? Was it a conscious reason? Was it allowing me to escape to do something else? Was it beneficial, even though it was painful? How can I create a new belief? Because I sit down and I tell myself the truth. Mm. The truth was it, it happened. Yes, I felt this way. Yes, these things occur. All right, why? And what? what's the gift behind it? What's the reasons? What's the rationales? And we can always, always, always come up with a very, very powerful reason as to why we did those things. And you can create new identities if you do that.
1: That was so powerful. You said the universe is the un- is the verses you speak out loud. Mm-hmm. I wrote that one down. That's a good Let's one, go. Jeremy. I know you have many one-liners, so <laughs> that's a really good one. Thank you. Um, I even speaking with this, just before we move into the money part, like a lot of th- things that come up too are just intimacy blocks. Um, what we talk a lot about here is just how the body keeps the score of the trauma that we've been through, and it can create these Ooh. energetic blocks between you and the people that you want to be the most connected to. And by in- intimacy, I don't just mean sexual, you know, I can mean emotional, intellectual, creative intimacy, like fun, recreational intimacy, work intimacy. Um, I'd love to know where you guys bond the most, like out of all of the different parts of your relationship, where do you guys feel the most bonded, the greatest connection in your relationship?
3: I'm sure she'll have her own answer, but for me, we're both very, very physical beings. Our number one love language for both of us is physical touch. We know that we've talked about it. And so we, we absolutely make an effort. I I feel like to physically connect every single day. Mm -hmm. And I forget who said this, but someone asked me like, what's your favorite thing about Svelana? physically? And I said, her hugs, (laughs) because that was the first thing that, that attracted me to her. The very first thing when we were at UPW, right? Tony Robbins on stage is like, hug a stranger. And so I'm i walking around hugging people, and I hugged her, and it was like this heart connection, like it was this recentering. I mean, I remember it to this day. And then when she picked me up from the airport after everything was closed in Vegas, when I flew in and the hotels are closed, the strip was closed, the Airbnbs are closed, the airport was closing, when she picked me up and she hugged me, I remembered. It, it's just this this way that she's so open, and mm-hmm. she's so feminine, and she's so flowy, and it's just it heals all of my assholeishness. <laughs> and my and my rage and my Vikingness that just is there. It's there as a man. It doesn't go away. That you're dark masculine, but she can heal that for me, and she does. And so that's always been my physical, my favorite part. I don't know. I don't know what your answer is.
2: Orgasms. Orgasms. Are all-
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're my yes, favorite the orgasms. I, <laughs> I
2: love it. He's always like you just nothing everything goes away everything's like easy to deal with so what problems no problems exist after orgasm everything is great life is easy to deal with so we make sure that we orgasm a lot that's
1: amazing (laughs) my husband says that he thinks heaven is just one great big giant eternal orgasm (laughs) great answer
2: yeah
1: we want to go to his heaven (laughs) Yeah. So what yeah. do you think is the key to dissolving these intimacy barriers? You guys clearly have such a yeah. a great connection with each other. You're so authentic, you know, you can tell it to each other straight even if it's calling each other an asshole in moments, but You know, there's this energy of like just deep respect and honor between you two. So what do you think is the key to dissolving these barriers that so many have up between experiencing a greater connection?
2: So intimacy means into me you see, but it's, it's impossible for someone to see into you unless you see into yourself. And so it truly starts with us seeing into ourselves, us saying, okay, where am I actually leaning away from from my partner? Where am I not being, cannot be present for my partner? Where have I built resentment towards my partner? Because resentment is a killer of... Intimacy, of desire, of respect, of everything. And it's so, it requires such an incredible amount of courage not to build the resentment, to lean into the conflict as it rises up and to say, I love you more than me building the resentment around the situation. Therefore, I have to lean into it and we need to speak about it and resolve it. Because if this thing is here and then it is in my heart or I'm thinking about it, especially for us women our bodies will shut down like we will if I am resenting my husband I don't want to have sex with him I don't Mm -hmm. want to be intimate with him and so for us for women it's so 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 important to do everything in our power not to build up that resentment and if we have some resentment right now we have to become courageous And lean into that conflict and discuss it to come with a beautiful solution and to let it go. Because otherwise, it would be very hard to create that beautiful, true, intimate relationship when you're holding on to something old. I resonate
1: with that so much. Yeah, go ahead, Jeremy.
3: And then I'll say, and this isn't obvious, but if, because she mentioned quickly, right? Like, do this quickly because if a woman is resentful and she loses trust for some reason because let's face it most of the men on this earth are just absolutely horrible they're they're pathetic they're miserable they don't do anything they just sit around all day and just kind of hope and pray and just lean on the wife to do everything cook clean make the money dress them clothe them take care of the kid right all the things so if they build up that resentment and let's say it's 2 weeks and then the man and woman hasn't had sex in 2 weeks well He's not going to perform well when it actually happens two weeks later. And then yeah. he may start de- developing a porn addiction as well. Cause and that that's going to, that's not going to end any great as well. So now you have two negatives and then she's not happy. She's not satisfied. He's whatever. And then it, it builds up another two weeks and that is a quick slope. I mean, within three months that can happen and they can end a relationship very, very, very fast because he said one hurtful thing. So if he said it and he didn't remember for whatever reason, maybe he was tired right? Or hungry. Uh, she can, br- or both, or she she can bring it up and go, Hey, last night, what you said to me was hurtful rather than just burying it deep down inside. Same thing for my men who might be listening. Same exact thing. It's our job as well to recognize our emotions and display them and talk about them openly without being venomous, Mm -hmm. having beautiful conversations and saying it's all of your fault. No, no, no. Go within. Understand why you said it. Understand why you did it. Understand why you're feeling this way, because you need to deal with that resentment as quickly as possible. I mean, we're talking minutes, hours, if you can, because once it's over, then again. Let it go. Forget all about it and just move on.
1: Yeah, so good, guys. And I relate to the resentment so much. It's such a bitter root that can just... Grow like a weed so fast. And I love that you said intimacy is into you, I see. You know, my last course, that used to be called Intimacy Restoration Course before I renamed it Root to Rise because Justin is like, people don't want to walk around with t-shirts that say Intimacy Restoration Course. I'm like, good point. <laughs> Let's rename it Justin. <laughs> but the whole thing was like people were coming in to repair intimacy with their husbands because of betrayal, because of addiction, because of abandonment. And they get in the door and find out so much of the work is really repairing intimacy with yourself. And I know we're talking about relationships, but I feel like everything we've talked about so far can be applied to money as well. Um, So I feel like, do we even need to go further? Yes, we are going to, but so much of what you've said is like, you can apply all of these principles to your relationship with money, which for me at the principle at the start, that sounded weird because I'm like, it's money. What do you mean? But it is an energetic relationship. And so I'd love to just share shift into this before we land this plane. Jeremy, I just finished, well, I have one chapter away from finishing your book, um, Money Grows on Trees, which says a lot because I'm like notorious for starting books and not finishing them. Um, But we loved having you in our group coaching container last month. And I know one of my clients, she went to go, I don't even know if I told you this yet, actually, she went to go like seek out your programs and what you have to offer about stock market stuff. And um, she was telling she was reading me the interactions between you and her in the DMs. And the more she was sharing, I was like, that does not sound like the Jeremy I know that's no, that does not. And so she explored it a little further. Long story short, she ended up wiring $500 to your impersonating um, Instagram profile, and she lost $500. But did yeah. you know there was that out there?
3: <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. We it did, and we, and we ended up having a conversation, her, uh, her and me, and you know, she asked if there's anything that you could do about it. I was like, no, because she sent Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's gone. I was like, hey, it's 500 bucks. You learned a very, very valuable lesson, right? Slow down, ask for a phone call. Mm -hmm. If you're ever going to send money to anyone ever, even if it's me, right? But first and foremost, I'll never ask anyone for money on a, ever, (laughs) right? Uh, On an Instagram DM. But number two, have a conversation mm-hmm. and, but that, but that's a beautiful learning lesson for anyone, for anyone, because when you're talking about money, those, those who ask often receive, but how many people are afraid to ask I me, mean, ask me like hop on the phone. Hey, Jeremy, can I have 15 minutes with you? Everyone thinks that I'm so busy. I'm not every day. I get more time somehow and look around. it's like crazy. i become, I have more time every single day. And people think that I'm so busy because they create that perspective on their head of who I am. But that's important because other people can realize you can always ask someone something. Hey, let's have a phone call. And if they're busy and you're important, they'll have a phone call. Might not be that day. Maybe it's the next day. Maybe it's next week. Maybe it's next month. You can still ask.
1: Well, it's our world has created this connection between if you're successful financially, you are really, really busy. And I I think you define it quite differently because, yeah, anytime I've asked you, hey, any chance you could come in to speak? You're like, oh, yes, I just have so much time. (laughs) It made me laugh (laughs) because I'm like, that's true, like freedom and wealth to me. So Jeremy, for those who don't know you yet, can you just give us a little uh, snippet of your story of going from broke to woke?
3: Yeah, rich people have money, wealthy people have time. Um, you, you nailed it. And the snippet of me... I love the stock market. I started buying stocks at a very early age. I had a very, very positive connection with it uh, since the age of six. Age of six, I bought some shares of Apple. We took $3,000, turned it into $12,000 in the year 2000. Took that $2,000, put it into bonds. It did nothing from 2000 to 2008. And in 2008, I took that money back and started just trading and learning about it. Went to college, got a finance degree, learned everything about the stock market kidding learned nothing about the stock market went uh so passed i got my degree went and self-taught and realized how awful everyone was at teaching this and i took every class webinar coaching program if money could buy it i took it and that was over the course of three or four years i just realized everyone sucks at this they do no one's good at explaining this stuff and i was like i want to explain it i want to get on that stage and explain it so i did the one negative thing about me and the one very positive thing about me is if i say something i'm gonna do something i'm going to I'm very, very careful about what I say, because and the reason I say it's a negative, if I'm like, hey, babe, I'm doing a hundred mile race in January. And she's like, well, shit, there we go. <laughs> Start planning it now. So I'm very, very careful about what I say. Uh, but I lost a bunch of money in my early twenties, which is the time you're supposed to make every mistake in the world, right? 20, 21, 22, some of the worst years of my life. And it didn't get any better. 23, 24, 25, those all suck. 26 got a little bit better than 27. Finally started ramping up in the positive for me. So seven years of pain, agony, torture, torment, losing and losing and losing. And it finally started shifting. And uh, yeah, I, I obtained financial freedom. And now I just teach other people how to do it.
1: It's amazing. What do you wish the whole world understood about money?
3: That money solves all of your money problems, but most people don't have money problems. Everyone wants that to be the key, the solution to fix all their issues, but it doesn't, right? If anyone who's listening, if you're making less than $60,000 a year, you have money problems. Fair, all good. And there's a lot of the portion of the world that will fall into that category. But if you're listening to this, which is a podcast, you probably are making more than $60,000 a year because now you're investing into yourself. You're aware that you have to self-develop. So you probably don't have money problems. You can have money challenges, money hurdles, money obstacles. All that's fine. But you have internal problems. You have healing problems. You have relationship problems. And money is not going to solve any of those.
1: What about those just feeling the waves like of the economy right now? who have got the daily fears and anxiety over, will I have enough? Even if I do right now, is it going to be taken from me? what if the stock market crashes and all of our savings dwindle? What's like the one wish that you would hope for this person to understand just dealing with that daily onslaught of fears like that?
3: The fears are a beautiful reminder that you're alive. And as you feel the fears, lean into them, thank them, embrace them, dance with them, enjoy them, sweat them out. Using my answer. And then ask yourself why you feel that way. And remember that time is abundant. Time is the most amazing and incredible resource that we all have. It's so powerful. It's so consuming. Spend some of your time learning and study. If you feel the economy is going to take all your money away and you feel stressed out and you feel like you have no money, you feel your bills are overwhelming. Good. You're alive. What a beautiful reminder. Now go figure it out. Spend four hours on a Saturday. Get after it, right? Spend three hours on a Friday night after all the kids go to sleep. Read some books. Watch, watch YouTube, learn. The necessity is the mother of invention. So when you have the most pressure, you get to decide what you're made out of. Right. When the water is boiling, it will reveal what's inside. Are you gonna harden or are you gonna soften? Or are you going to change your entire environment like coffee, right? You boil coffee, it'll change the entire environment. You boil an egg, it becomes hard. You boil a carrot, it becomes soft. The coffee will change the entire environment. So decide which one are you? Are you going to harden? Or are you going to soften? Or are you going to change the entire environment? If you have to. Svet knows this to be true tomorrow. I would move countries and work at a gas station if that's what it required to take care of my family. Hmm. Wouldn't bother me. And it would be a nice gas station. People would travel from all over to go to these gas station. I would clean the toilets with a toothbrush. Don't care. Get after it. Figure out how you can change your environment if you need to.
1: And with your relationship with each other, since you bring that up, you know, sometimes it's like the there's one person that comes into the relationship with different money wounds than the other. Um, would you guys say you're kind of on the same page financially or what is the differences with money in your relationship?
3: No, (laughs) we're on the same page in a lot of aspects about how cool it is and how we all want more of it and all those things, but we have very, very different, I'm. All risk, yeah, all of it. So whatever the risk parameter is, I'm all of it. (laughs) And she's not. Now, granted, she's a lot of risk tolerance, for sure. But she's also a lot more uh, optimistic than I am with money. And I'm more realistic with money, even though I have a lot more risk. So anyway, people are going to have their money wounds, for sure. Talk about them.
2: But it's not that it's right or wrong. It's about how do we bring this in our relationship and create the most amazing uh, future and the most amazing plan for our money that fulfills both of our needs, Mm -hmm. because if it was just left to Jeremy, everything would be in the stock market. And we will be uh, living in an RV or renting homes randomly. And we wouldn't own nothing. zero, zero. Zero. Not a couch. <laughs> not a couch. When it comes to me, I love beautiful things. And I love my couch so much. And a home. So <laughs> I do want definitely a home, a sense of security and investments and physical things. I, I have more attachment to physical. He doesn't have any attachment to physical. So it is not like... He doesn't blame me that I have attachment to physical That I because I'm so healed and whole and I should have no attachment, right? And if it's, if it's necessary and we need to sell everything and go, absolutely. But if it's my choice of creating the life of my dreams that I want to have some physical things, they bring me joy, they bring me happiness. Why not? Mm-hmm. And so for him, I also don't blame him for his risk factors. So that's how he wants to express itself. So we support each other, but we also come in the kind of middle ground of what is um, good for both of us, for our uh, creativity, for our expansion, for our growth. And so we just had to play a little bit in the beginning of our relationship and to come up with some um, strategies that truly work for us.
1: It just boils down to what we were talking about in relationships is the power of uh, communication and just being authentic, even with how uncomfortable it is. Um, I could ask you guys a million more questions, but yeah, just one more on the money topic before we wrap up, because I know you both do know a lot about the stock market. I'm just curious your opinion. Like, do you see it going towards a crash or serious recession? And if so, like, where do we put our money during these times?
3: So here's a great question. But Here's what's crazy. I think it already happened. It's just my opinion. The broader stock market dropped 38% last year, last year. So I think that, I think that was it. Mm. We had, we had two quarters where GDP slowed down, didn't increase. That's the definition of a recession. Granted, a lot of the media wants to change the definition of a recession now, but I believe the stock market is going to make new all-time highs by the end of this year. Apple is already there. Apple hit $3 trillion of market cap last week. No one talked about it. Largest company in the world hit 3000000000000 trillion. Didn't even make the news. Yeah. Microsoft, all-time highs. NVIDIA, all-time highs. There's these large companies, right? Tesla's up 100% on the year. Bitcoin's up 100% on the year, on the year. And we're only halfway through the year. Mm-hmm. So granted, I know I'm a little bit of an optimist and I, I'd love a good discount. I think the discount happened. I think a lot of people are gonna be on the sidelines saying when the recession comes, when the recession comes, when the recession comes. I think it's already happened in my opinion. So for me, my my perspective is sit down and look at some companies that you feel are at a discount, that you feel like you still use, like understand we're invested in Tesla. We're invested into Apple. Um, we own a lot of Apple products and we drive a Tesla. Makes sense. Google, it's the internet, right? Buy Google, Netflix. Does everyone here has a Netflix account? Buy Netflix. Netflix is up 60% since you and I had our conversation about a mm. month and a half ago on Netflix. It's like uh Adobe. Everyone uses Adobe, McDonald's, Coke, Pepsi. Buy what you know. Don't over, don't don't freak out, don't be afraid. If a recession comes, buy more of those companies, of the big, big companies, because now you're buying at a discount and everyone understands buy low, sell high. So we get some of these nice pullbacks and some of these larger companies, buy them, buy them again, buy them again, hundred bucks a day, a week, a month, a quarter. I don't care, but just kind of keep hitting that buy button because the only way to get financial freedom is to own assets. That's it. Game over. Doesn't matter what the asset is. But you got to own something, so buy something. That's, That's a
1: fascinating answer. Yeah. I didn't yeah. expect you to say that. And I haven't really heard anybody with that opinion. So that was really cool. Um, and Tesla is my dream car. My neighbor just got one. And so I got to sit in my first Tesla ever. Congrats! Amazing. Day, and that was what you taught us when you came into JFF, you were like, if it's, if it's not, you know, a reality yet, and it's a goal, get as close to it as you can touch it, smell it, be with it. So I was like, girl, let me sit in your car and soak it. <laughs> All in.
3: let's go Stop,
1: all right yeah yes so i'd love to end with a fun little game this will take probably a minute it's the who's most likely to game between you two so i'm going to ask you a question fun. of who is the most likely to and you guys give me an answer without overthinking it does that sound right. good sure yes all right so who's the most likely to prank the other me you Jeremy. prank Svet.
3: Mm-hmm. i don't but i would i'm more likely to we both hate pranks actually but ah. if, if it's gonna happen <laughs> i would do it she wouldn't <laughs>
1: I can see it. Most likely to accidentally leave their mic on during a Zoom meeting. Her,
3: 100%. 1,000%. <laughs> <laughs> I'm most, never going to do that.
1: <laughs> most likely to laugh at a serious situation. I think it's you. Me, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> she would empathize, and I have very little empathy sometimes.
1: That was the thing where I knew it wasn't you, though, when my client was like, yeah, I told him I couldn't pay this morning because I was like going to a funeral for a family member, and Jeremy's response was like, friend i understand challenges happen but you need to just get going and get to work and i was like no no no! no. i don't think he said that
3: no. um he has more empathy
1: than that um who's most likely to become a shark on. on shark tank me i could mm-hmm. see it see it
3: yeah yes. oh yeah
1: who's the most likely to finish a pint of ice cream in one sitting oh jeremy 100%. you think
3: so Was it i mean i would say me but I, I was gonna say a tie because we we could race on that <laughs>
1: You have to do it later. Send me a video.
3: <laughs> Easy, I, I can crush ice cream, but so she, so can she, though. I can't.
1: Guess.
3: Yeah, that's but impressive.
1: But you're more likely though.
3: I am like. more likely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what yeah. is your favorite You've flavor of ice deal. cream? Oh, I haven't done it actually. Oh done. my god,
3: I've had a whole carton.
1: What's your favorite flavor?
3: Tillamook um yes yeah or
1: Tillamook's the best our friend's uncle like owns that place (laughs) nice yeah heck yeah who's most likely to win the hunger games I would win
3: the hunger games yeah Uh,
1: yeah I think I'll be killed
3: yeah she'd be she'd be murdered within hours (laughs) who's most
2: likely to be mistaken for a celebrity
3: Probably me,
2: but you're not. You're not being mistaken for celebrity. He's been stopped on the streets because he's a celebrity, and people know him and they watch his videos. Yeah, he actually I, is one. Like a no celebrity. mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would be mistaken. Actually, was mistaken a few times for like all kinds of different. Like, oh, you look like this celebrity or that celebrity. So oh. I heard a lot of that. Who do Her. people say you look like, Svet? I got Celine Dion a few times. Yes. I got a trying to think i don't even remember yeah
1: i could see celine dion all right guys last one who's more likely to be a low-key conspiracy theorist
3: Uh,
2: (laughs) that's that's a tie is that a tie tie. (laughs) yeah we
3: are both low-key conspiracy theorists we will read any of them
2: that's so he reads a lot i come up with my own
3: (laughs) true true That's me and
1: my husband. I hope one day we get to meet the four of us and we can talk about conspiracy theories because that would be super fun. Can't wait, can't wait. Guys, thank you so much for your time today. This was a really fun conversation. Appreciate you both.
3: Absolutely, our pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you, thank you.
0: Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I love and appreciate you so much. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And leave us a rating or review to help others find the show. To learn more about working with me or joining the I Do Breakthrough community, head over to my Instagram, at Rebecca Lee Oste, where you can learn all about my program in my bio. And please send me a DM with your takeaway from today. I'd be honored to connect and know what landed for you. I hope you have an amazing day, and I'll chat with you next week.